Welcome to The Real Deal, the podcast where we have honest conversations about leadership, mindset, and real estate with first gens. I'm your host, Wendy Acosta, and I'm a first gen myself. In this podcast, I'll share with you my journey, my challenges, my successes, and my failures. I'll also interview other first gens who are making an impact in the leadership and real estate industry and beyond. Whether you're a first gen or not, you'll find valuable insights, tips, and inspiration in this podcast. So sit back and enjoy the real deal. Hola, amigas. Welcome to another episode on the Wealthy Mindset Latina podcast. I am so excited for today's episode and you guys get ready because today we have such an amazing guest who's joining us and who is just going to blow you off of your feet. She is a coach, speaker, and founder of Courage Driven Latina. She left her six-figure tech job to move back into her childhood room to start her coaching business. And within just 12 months, she grew her business to multi six figures, and she has supported hundreds of Latinas, including myself, find clarity, live a life that they love, and most importantly, lead with courage. Her social media content and her podcast, Chingona Revolution, has helped so many people become the best versions of themselves. She's been featured in the New York Times, LA Times, CNN, and Telemundo. This powerhouse lady is just getting started. Here is the chingona badass Latina, Erica Cruz. Welcome. Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> Thank you. Like sometimes when I hear, like when I'm hearing you read this, I'm like, oh, shoot, is that me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. I am just so honored to have you on my podcast. I have been waiting to invite you to be my guest speaker. And honestly, ever since I've joined Courage Driven Latina with you, I have just um, transformed and found um, just so many ways to grow. And it all has been um, thanks to you to be able to have that support and that community that has um you know, has had my back all this time. So I'm just honored to have you. Welcome. Thank <laughs> um, you. Literally, I grabbed a tissue as you were talking because I was like, oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, and I'm sure you hear this a lot, you know, because um, just the impact that you're doing within the Latina community. It's so amazing. Yeah, we can get emotional here, but let's jump jump right into the topic for today. Sounds because I know, like I said, you're a busy girl. Let's dive right in. Today's topic I wanted to um, address was mainly to be able to help a lot of our listeners who are battling with self-doubt and overcoming self-doubt. Um, a lot of us Latinas and first gens, women who have a drive for entrepreneurship, and um, we struggle with mastering our own mindset and overcoming our own fears. So I think that, um, you know, I think that you probably see this very often with your clients. So I want to start off just by just by starting and discussing mindset with you. So why 
Would you say mindset is such an important component for us to be confident and courageous enough to take action in our own life goals? Yeah. So mindset, you also talked a little bit of self, a a little bit about self-doubt. And I think people have this idea that self-doubt is something that you experience until you get to your goal. Like, oh, like once I get a promotion, then I'm not going to feel self-doubt. Or once I start my business, then I'm not going to feel self-doubt. But every level comes with its own version of self-doubt because every level is growth. And every time you're growing, you're going to doubt yourself. And that's just normal. I doubt myself all the time. I'm going through a big transition in my business right now and I'm doubting myself and I'm leaning into my community because they remind me of like the badass that I am. They remind me of what I've created. Um, I lean into my clients. I look at my client results and that helps me get out of the self-doubt, but it doesn't mean I don't experience doubt. And I think being confident doesn't mean the absence of doubt being confident means that you still have your own back regardless of what's happening and to answer your question about why mindset is so important and being able to like create the life that you want your mindset is pretty much the story you're telling yourself about yourself and that matters a lot because the what your opinion is of yourself dictates the rooms you put yourself in, the opportunities that you go after, the goals that you create. So your opinion of yourself and your mindset, the way you're thinking about a situation, the way you're thinking about yourself, dictate the actions you're going to take and those actions dictate the results you're going to take. So let's say that you are wanting to start a podcast and you keep thinking about it and thinking about it, but self-doubt keeps winning and your mindset is more focused on why you can't do it. You are going to continue to find reasons why you cannot do it. So, oh yeah, well, you know, I, I don't know how to do graphic design. So how am I going to create the actual cover for my podcast? And then I don't know what kind of equipment to get, or what if people don't like my voice or what if I can't get any, uh, guests? Like there's so many things you can focus on and all of those thoughts are going to make you feel pretty crappy about yourself, which are then going to not allow you to take what, like, when are you going to create the podcast from that point of view? So the story you have to change, tell yourself needs to change. And that story could be something along the lines of, yes, there's a risk of being judged, but there's also the possibility of changing people's lives through my podcast and telling my story. And I don't know what equipment to get, but that's something I can YouTube. And I don't know you know, how to create a cover, but maybe I can hire somebody for that. Or maybe it can be really basic and it could just be a photo of myself. And notice these, these are this is the same situation but the story you're telling yourself about it is different. And that's what mindset is. Mindset is having that ability to recognize the story you're telling yourself and ask yourself, is this a helpful story for my goals or not? Because if it's not, you can change it. And we have that power, but we don't realize that sometimes we feel like a victim to our own circumstances and situations. And especially being Latina or being a woman of color or being a child of immigrants, where we're constantly fed a narrative of just be grateful for what you have. It's really easy to stay in your comfort zone. Right. Yeah. I agree with what you said about the story that we're constantly telling ourselves, because I do see um, that every single day that we go through our lives, we're telling ourselves a story and we're living out that narrative that we tell ourselves every single day. And we can be the toughest critics on our on ourselves. We can see so much potential on different people, but when it comes to seeing the potential that we have, we are the toughest 
on ourselves. And I agree with you 100% on making um, awareness, having awareness around what we're telling ourselves, because everything that we say is is ultimately the thoughts that we're living day to day. And Mm -hmm. we are literally getting in our own way from you know, taking the next step to, to our goals. So exactly. Yeah. Can you give us an example of, you know, a circumstance in your life or in your business and how did that feel to be able to overcome a challenge that you thought maybe was impossible and, and uh, the learning lesson behind it? Yeah. So I feel like everything felt impossible at first. Um, Leaving a tech job felt like something that was so far away. And I had so much doubt around it because here I had worked my way up to making a really nice salary. They, I had a great job with great coworkers. You know, we hear people talking about toxic jobs. My job wasn't toxic. So it was really hard to leave, to go do something different. And I think that was it felt impossible. Like, how could I possibly create something that's going to uh, pay me as much as this tech job? And I was really giving this tech job a lot of the power, a lot of, um, I was giving it a lot of power over providing for me. And I don't think I fully understood that I could provide for myself. So that was, it was a, I mean, it was a dance of like, I considered quitting for a year before I actually quit. I don't think people realize that. Um, and I would go back and forth about it. And then I finally set a deadline and I was like, okay, I'm going to, and I'm going to quit by like December of 2020. And I ended up quitting in October, but that I think it took me, I had to find evidence that this business was going to work before I left. And I think that that was really smart because it's, you should always listen to your intuition. And of course, if you're in a toxic environment, you should leave, but There's also risk mitigation. Had I left without a plan or without making any money, I'd be extremely stressed out. And that would have been a lot of pressure on my business. So I think a big learning lesson there was um, things don't have to be like black and white. Like you can slowly begin to transition to things. And then another thing that felt kind of impossible that was courageous was probably even like starting my podcast that felt like I thought about it for so long and people asked me for a podcast for so long. And I still, if you were to tell me, if you were to put a gun to my head and said, Erica, create a podcast right now, I don't know how to do it. So the solution there was at this point, you know, I already had a, uh, a business that was making money. So I hired somebody (laughs) to do it for me. I just, I was like, tell me what to do. Um, so like Wendy, you know more about podcasting than I do. Like, I don't even publish my own episodes because that's not where the point is. That's not where I am in my business anymore. So even just like giving myself the permission to to delegate and to ask for help made it possible. Um, and then like giving you another example, like I'll use a more lifey one because I gave you kind of business ones. Um, as my audience knows, and as you know, I called yes. off an engagement when I was 25 or 26. Wow. And it was really scary because I was like, what if I don't find love? Like, what if, what if this was my shot at like marriage and I'm walking away from it? And yeah. that was really scary and really courageous because as you know, in our culture, it's very expected that like, no, you get married, you have yeah. kids and like, that's what you do as a, as a woman. And that doesn't mean it's not something I want, but I want it with the person who's right for me. And it felt like I was stuck. It felt like I have to marry this person. 
Yeah. And when I ended up calling off the engagement, that was probably one of the first courageous things that I did. And I'll never forget, like, I think people think, oh, when you break up with somebody, you want to be out and it's easy for you. But no, like, it's actually very difficult to be the initiator of a breakup as well, because you're questioning your decision. You're feeling guilty for hurting the person. You're fe- There's so many different things that happen. So right. within the first few weeks of calling off this engagement, I was like, I'm just going to be alone the rest of my life. And of course, like through the years, that's definitely not the case. Like <laughs> I, I, have, <laughs> I have faith that I am going to end up getting married if I choose to. Okay. So now I have full faith that if I want to get married, that's what's going to happen. And if I want to have kids, that's what's going to happen, which I actually do think I want kids. I don't know if I want traditional marriage, but see, now I'm even just giving myself permission to like, what is it that I even want? Not necessarily what's expected of me, but what do I want in my life? And that I think is one of the most courageous things to, because it's so crazy. I was texting my friend the other day and we were talking about a circumstance that she finds herself in with with the guy and we were just you know like and he he so without giving away like all of her business the point of the story is that I was texting her and I was like it's so crazy we're all adults now why don't we say what we mean and do what we want and as I said that I was like am I doing what I want in my life and it's so crazy how we spend so much time not even doing what we want so I made a list and I was like well what do I want and I was like okay well the first thing I want to do is I want to prioritize my workouts and go out dancing. And I haven't, like, I've been learning to dance bachata, not like yeah. go clubbing, you know, go learn to dance. And I haven't gone dancing in three months. And I was like, what's my problem? I know that I like doing this. Why am I not doing it? So right. it, whether it's like family expectations or just um, like, you know, adulting that gets in the way, we don't yeah. do what we want. It's crazy. I know. And I mean, one thing that I learned through you, Erica, and being in your coaching program was that we we tend to hold on to things that aren't working. And it's only because we've, we've been taught all of our lives to work really hard to make things work. And sometimes we -hmm. hold on to relationships, um, certain expectations, and just things in life, like a job that is just not satisfying us. um, And we're not allowing what's meant to be to come into our lives. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying 100%. And I can just imagine what an emotional roller coaster that was for you to end that engagement, right? That, um, that feeling that you must have gotten, um, that comes back to mindset, again, protecting and setting boundaries, because we're not going to ever satisfy the whole world. And we have to start thinking about what is it that we want, and what makes us happy. Mm -hmm. And we literally sometimes just have to take a leap of faith on things. So I, I know that with mindset, what are some things that you do to keep a growth and positive mindset? And how um, how do you protect that mindset of yours to continue to pursue your goals? Yeah. So the first thing is that I'm very intentional about who I spend time with. 
And I'm also very intentional about who I share what with. So for example, I can talk to my mom about a lot of things, but some of the things I'm not going to talk to her about are dating or business because she has no idea what my industry is and she has different ideas of dating. And I just don't want or need her opinion. And obviously this is somebody who's very close to me and I love very much. Uh, so it's not like I don't want her in my life, right? It's it's when it's a friend, it's like, oh, remove the toxic friends. And I'm not saying that my mom is toxic or anything like that. She's a great person, but she has her opinions. And because yeah. she's my mom, it can like totally impact the way that I view a situation. So I'm just really careful about who I speak to about what. Secondly, my friend group in my circle is pretty small, but it's just very intentional. And I ensure that I surround myself with people who are going to uplift me because as much as, you know, even if you were friends with somebody for a long time, as much as you want to stay friends because like loyalty or whatever, you have to ask yourself, is this person protecting my peace or are they causing distress? Right. So that would be the first thing. And then secondly, um, when it comes to my overall mindset, I would say like, I am my worst enemy already, which is why I don't need other people around (laughs) to like bring me down because my brain's already doing that to me. So some of the practices that I do are, I work out consistently because not for like looking a certain way, but for feeling a certain way, because exercise and fitness and your your mind and body connection is is a real thing. So by physically working out, you get endorphins. And the other thing I do, um, and you're familiar with like my four M's. So like the first one is, is movement. And the second one is my mindfulness. So like meditating, uh, prayer, uh, devotion, like just floating in the ocean. I recently came back from Mexico and I spent a lot of time in the water where I was just floating. And I was like, this feels like a meditation. And that's a form of mindfulness, a form of just being and like turning your brain off and not trying to figure things out and just allowing yourself to be. And then mindset. So as you know, the self-coaching model, it's something that was created by Brooke Castillo, which we use a lot inside of my program. Uh, So that pretty much helps you reframe your thoughts. And that does let you bring, that's like the heaviest mindset work. And then lastly, the last M would be masturbation, which is all about like allowing yourself to receive and all about um, pleasure and all of these things. are a holistic way of helping you get to a better mindset as well as more sleep. More sleep is the first M that I rarely talk about. Cause like, if you're pulling all nighters, of course your mindset's going to be like, your brain's going to be mean to you if you're not sleeping. So like have your fundamental needs met. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. The fundamentals. Um, I, I do believe in like the three pillars. I've learned this along the way, um, physical, mental, spiritual, everything that you just mentioned and the four M's definitely life-changing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what are some tips that you would recommend to um, overcome any setbacks? Yeah, I think first knowing that like setbacks aren't really setbacks. They're just like redirection. It's almost like a slingshot. You know how you have to kind of pull the slingshot back in order to go forward? 
So setbacks are almost like pulling the slingshot back to redirect where you want to go. So I think anytime you come across some type of setback or something that you feel isn't allowing you to advance, it's a great time to reflect and redirect where you're going, but they're going to happen. It's inevitable because could you imagine if everything you did was just a success? Like you just tried something and then it like just worked. We don't learn from that. We learn from those setbacks. We learn from being redirected. So I think just like reframing the way that you look at setbacks and look at them as a positive thing because that's growth if you're always winning you're not growing right yeah absolutely I think and and I I definitely agree with you with learning from from our setbacks our our challenges and and our failures ultimately Um, we a lot of us tend to give up right there when we come across our first challenge we see that as, okay, well, you know, this wasn't meant for me. And we literally attach it to our own self-worth a lot of times. So I think um, mm-hmm. as soon as we, as soon as we do that, we automatically assume that we're not supposed to be in these places. We're not worthy enough. We're not smart enough. Um, and seeing failures as actually just a stepping stone, right? I think everything, it can be a learning lesson. It comes down to mindset, I believe. Seeing six, uh, you know, that failure is just a way towards success. And I've had to learn that even through my own journey, um, mm-hmm. Erica. So that is that's definitely something that um, I'm learning along the way as well. Um, what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with self-doubt and getting out of their own way? Um, A lot of the times is we get in our own way because like we mentioned earlier, we're our own biggest critic. How do we overcome and get out of our own way to be able to love ourselves, accept ourselves, and just stay mindful that what we're doing is ultimately for the greater good, right? Because we're we're, we're wanting to make an impact, um, mm-hmm. but we're so afraid. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we get out of our own way? Um, I think the first thing is recognizing that we are the ones in our own way. And a lot of this comes from being aware. So journaling and seeing what, what is in your brain, right? When, when it's just in the brain, it's hard to see and hard to hear, Yeah, but, or it's hard to recognize. So something like journaling is a really powerful exercise to even know what's going on in your brain. And typically when we're doubting ourselves, it's because we're making things about us. Like we're doubting our ability. We're doubting like, what if I'm judged where there's a lot of doubt there about us and we're making putting the focus on us. Yeah. I think when you know you want to do something that's bigger than you, you have to take the focus off of you and focus on serving. Because yeah. you know, like using the podcast example, what if people don't like my voice? That's about you and like fear of judgment, right? But what if like then the focus is the longer I delay this podcast, the longer I'm delaying this message that people need to hear. Then yeah. you know that So I think taking the focus off of you and not making it, not, not making it about stop taking things personally, I think is the best way to say it and focus on service. That's the best way to get out of self-doubt. I know you primarily work with Latina first gens, women of color in your coaching program. Um, Do you see a common factor just around our community that tends to hold most of us back from, um, from going towards 
whatever project or jumping into entrepreneurship, what would you say is a related factor among us first gen Latinas? Yeah, I think it's just how we were raised in general in our culture where like we've been told, you know, calladita te ves más bonita, which is like stay quiet and stay humble. Um, that that the narrative of being humble is like triggering to me because yeah. it's pretty much saying like stay small because the reality is you could be confident and humble at the same time. I consider myself a pretty humble person, but I also consider myself a very confident individual. So um, with... And I feel like our culture tells us that, you know, to stay humble, in other words, is is to stay small. And that really affects the way that people show up. Also, just the fear of failure and the fear of judgment, right? Like the cheesemic right. culture that can exist in our culture also really in our communities can really prevent us from um, taking action. But to your point, to what you mentioned earlier, like people are going to have their opinion no matter what. So you might as well do what you want. And then I think the other one is like overall family expectations, because we are such a family oriented community, which is a beautiful thing, um, right. which is why, like, I'd go back to the tip that I mentioned earlier, where I'm very careful about who I share what with. And I love my mom to death to the point where I'm like, okay, like, how are we going <laughs> to help this woman retire as soon as possible? But I'm also like, yeah, I have no interest speaking to her about certain things because I don't want to be triggered by it. And <laughs> yeah. um, we all love our family. So it's, that can be a big thing. Like we, we almost are looking for the validation from them before right. we go do something, but our family doesn't know what we're doing because it's our vision, not theirs. So we're like mm-hmm. expecting validation from somebody who literally can't validate us. Like if somebody right. came up to me and was like, oh my gosh, I'm thinking about buying Bitcoin and like, blah, 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 blah. I don't know anything about that. I'm not going to be able to validate them. And I'm like a life and business coach. So, you know, or like somebody came to talk to me about details about cars. Like, I don't even know, like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? I'm confused. I don't know. This is how people, and then remember that people impose their own fears on you. So Mm. a lot of times it's not even that they don't think you're capable. It's that they don't think they are capable. That's usually what's happening whenever somebody's doubting you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I see this. I see this as well, even with my journey and knowing who I can share, you know, who I can share my goals with and who I cannot. And I'm right there with you when it comes to our mothers. Um, Of course, we love our moms, but they don't necessarily have our vision. They don't understand what we see and why we want to do what what we have planted in our heart. And it is our responsibility to be able to protect that vision sometimes. Guys, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing such valuable information. I want you to tell us, please share with us more about your coaching program and why you're so passionate in helping other Latinas continue to grow. Yeah. So I think the reason I'm so passionate, I'll start there and then I'll tell you about my coaching program. I think the reason I'm so passionate about helping others is because it's one thing to see fulfillment comes from growth. And the truth is, even if we had everything that was on our vision board today as humans, by next week, we're going to want something else because Mm -hmm. that is how uh, we're just built. We we are built for growth. 
And I think that as much as I love growth within myself, what's even more rewarding is watching growth within my clients. So even just like from our first conversation to now, you are visibly more confident to me. And that is fulfilling, right? Or even just, um, you know, you mentioned that you were thinking about inviting me on your podcast for a while. Like, I wish you would have done it the day you thought about it, because of course (laughs) I would have said yes. But I'm just so glad that you did it. And I think- yes witnessing other people's growth and seeing them step out of their comfort zone and seeing them build their confidence and seeing them take courageous action and brave action is one of the most fulfilling things. Like sometimes I really can't believe that this is what I get to do for right. for my job and what my career is. It feels unreal. And yes. with my, my coaching program, so uh, I have a program called Courage Driven Latina. It used to be called Purpose Driven Latina because it was all about helping you find clarity and find purpose and fulfillment. And then it was trademarked. So I couldn't do Purpose Driven. So I had to change it to Courage Driven, which actually worked out really well because Everybody inside of the program works on something called a courage project. And there are three rules for the courage project. It has to excite you. It has to scare you. And it has to be service forward. So like it has to give back in some way. It has to impact the community in a positive way. And you you know that by doing these, like this project, you're going to feel more fulfilled. So in this program, which I, when you were in it was, I think we had it for four months when you were in it. Now it's going to be 12 months. So it's a whole year. Yeah, I know. I know. I told my mom this, like briefly mentioned it to her. And she's like, that sounds like a horrible idea. And I was like, (laughs) of course, this is why I don't do business stuff with you. Yeah. So in this program, uh, everybody works on a courage project. So if you are a Latina or woman of color, who's been looking to take action on a project or starting a business, and you keep delaying it because you don't really know how to get started or what to do, or you don't have the right community around you, then this is the program for you. Because regardless of what your project is, whether it's starting a business, launching a podcast, starting to date, um, yeah, there's so many different options so many different projects that have been worked on inside of the of the program, but that's what the program is. And then, yeah. yeah, you get access to it for a year now, meaning you could do not one, not two, but three or four projects while you're in the program. That is so good. I know I was in your fall group of 2022 mm-hmm. and I want to just share my testimony because when I first started and I remember we first jumped on a call um, I was just really excited to have a one-on-one with you that I was like freaking out because I, you know, I'd been, I didn't even think that I I fit in the room, let's say, because I didn't even have clarity around what I wanted to do. So I just jumped on the call. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this and we'll see what comes out of it. Right. And I, I am so glad that I did because it has just made me grow into an individual who has found um, self-worth. It's made me realize that my work is important. It made me find clarity. It also gave me community, which is what I needed. And I needed that support, Erica. So I definitely want to share that with you because um what you're doing is life-changing. And here I am, right? I'm running businesses. I'm getting you on this podcast because I've been wanting to invite you as well forever. And I'm so glad that I finally did. 
Um, so I know that uh, you're just getting started and you're going to make such a hu huge impact. And I want people to go check out your program because it's literally life-changing. So please go check out Erica's coaching program. And I know that you have a mastermind coming up pretty soon. I do. And I'm definitely signing up for that. And can you tell us about that as well? Yeah. Yes. So um, for, first of all, I just want to say you should be extremely proud of yourself because you yeah. have as much as like created this container and like brought people together, you did yeah. the work. Right. And it's, right. It, I think coaching is like, I can guide you and it's up to you whether you want to take the coaching or not. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. you should just be really proud of yourself. Thank you. Well, you yeah. This. Thank you. And I use the self-coaching model every single day. Good. Oh, so do I. I love it. Yeah. I coach myself through everything. And, yeah. um, and one thing, another thing actually that I do remember you telling me was like, stop trying to do everything all at once. You have children, you're running a business, you're starting a podcast. And it really did help me narrow down, um, to focus on the things that really were important to me. So Thank you again, Erica. So yeah, just share a little bit about your mastermind. Uh, is it mastermind coming up in, in a week? Oh, yes. So I have, yes, it's from Doubtful to Chingona is the name yes. of it. So it's a class. It's a free class okay. that's um that's coming up. And it's all about pretty much a lot of what we talked about today. So, but in more depth. So it's about how to go from feeling unsure of yourself to stepping into your most badass self and how to essentially start the thing that you keep putting off. So like, how do you actually just get started? And that's the whole um, purpose of the class, which is totally free. It's coming up in, on July 6th, which is a Thursday. I don't know when this is going to air, but that's happening then. And then um, you can register by just going to the link in my bio. And again, it's completely free. Awesome. And we will make sure to put your information on the description notes below for this podcast episode. So people can go and check out Erica's link and July 6th, go and keep an eye out for this class. And go check out her amazing coaching program, Curse Driven Latina. I have those stickers literally on my laptop right now. I am courageous and Curse Driven Latina. And everyone, please go join the revolution with Miss Erica Cruz. Erica, thank you so much for being on my podcast. You can't imagine how happy I am to be able to connect with you again. And just to thank you for being able to push me and to keep making an impact into our communities. So thank you so much. Any other words you would like to share? I think just, I love what you're doing and keep doing it. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yes. you're welcome. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for listening to The Real Deal Podcast with me, Wendy Acosta. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learned something valuable that you can apply to your own life and business. If you like this podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite platform. It really helps me reach more people and share my message. You can also follow me on social media and visit my website for more resources and tips on how to become a successful real estate leader. Until next time, remember you are the real deal and you have what it takes to achieve your goals. 
Stay positive, stay focused, and stay tuned for the next episode of the Wendy Acosta Real Deal podcast. Bye for now.